HKT, Fairchild Radio, Toronto. The following are programs for the international communities of Greater Toronto. Opinions and views expressed here do not necessarily represent those of this station. Now programming for Toronto's Irish community on AM 1430 Fairchild Radio. Introducing a lager with substance from Guinness. New Guinness Black Lager. Cold brewed and fire roasted for a taste that truly stands out. Guinness Black Lager. It's a lager less ordinary. Please enjoy responsibly. Well, good morning, folks. Welcome to Keologus Crack here. Welcome to the shores of Lake Ontario here, just in the suburbs of Toronto, broadcasting live from Richmond Hill. One of those rare occasions where the silver fox from the county of mussels, buckets of mussels, is it? I think that's what it is anyway. Buckets. And uh, Mr. O'Brien here, Mike's side. Welcome to Keologus Crack here. Glad you could join us. And um, we have some very special guests in the studio today, but we'll get to that later on anyway, and you're very, very welcome. And um, a couple of very big things going on in the community uh, over the coming weeks. And uh, of course, some very big things happening over in the uh, GAA world in Ireland with a massive replay taking place at Gaelic Park um, in um, Limerick today between uh, our friends at Kerry and Mayo, and then another big game taking place tomorrow. It's a feast of Gaelic football this weekend, Kenny. It is, it is. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, yep. so, uh, Be mad. I tell you, there must have been a fierce run on defibrillators up in Mayo last week after that last couple of minutes. Of game. Wild. Wild, Wild and Hits crazy. Hits the po- yeah. outside of the post, and then a kick that dropped about a yard short. Well, I know a fella that was sitting beside me. We were watching it on Gago, oh, and I'll Lord. tell you what... He was uh, nervous. He was nervous. There's no doubt about it. I tell you, he's a United fan. I'd say he's a nervous a lot these days, huh? I'd say so. There's uh, no question now. Bad. Another bad game from them today. You want to tell everyone who's in the studio because this is mad. Well, this is a first. We have a couple of visitors in from uh, Ireland. I'm pleased to say the man Dar here. I've never seen your mother looking so worried in her life. And ever. Th- I had to say to her. I told her. I said, you know, there's no need to be getting all dressed up. It's radio. There's no one going to be seeing you. So she got anyway. the makeup on and everything. She looks great. Uh, she, she does. She great. does. If, oh, there's not enough makeup for Roser. Uh, huh? <laughs> not enough in this world. Eve Saint Laurent. Yeah, oh, I tell you, he run out of stuff trying to trying to get that organised. We say hello to the the folks here now get in, that in Canada. Up on. beside you there, number two there. Say good morning. morning. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, Mark. <laughs> and good morning, Ken. Good morning. It's very nice having been at the bus. Of your jibes and jokes for yeah. the last uh, number of months. Yeah. To be here facing you guys with the right of reply. <laughs> oh, Thank oh, no. you for the opportunity. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, we we control the mics here, so uh, don't worry oh, about that now. Is that why welcome. my one isn't on? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yours is yeah. not on. Yours is not on. Anyway, so... Uh, we get yeah. to Ireland to say hello, just so, you know... Just, uh, say, say hello to just everyone so to prove that you to everyone in, in Ireland. Oh, Excellent. All right, in Ireland. Oh. Canada. Okay, right, very, <laughs> very good. All right, she's very nervous. A quiet she one. Ah, she she's a quiet one. Huh? So not wasn't that quiet on the first date. No, I'd, <laughs> I'd say you not. Can sing it. <laughs> now, come here. You were out at the park last weekend. Your Toronto Gales were in the final. How yes. did that go? Oh, it did not go well from my perspective. No. Um, yes, the Gales were uh, soundly beaten by St. Mike's, and uh, you know, it's very, um, uh, very, a very good game from from the beginning, but uh, unfortunately, one of the things that St. Mike's have always been very good at is they've really always focused very well on fitness, and I have to say that that uh, proved to be the difference between the two teams. You could tell that they had a step ahead of the Toronto Gales, so the Gales may have focused a little bit more on on uh, football, and the uh, St. Mike's lads equally focused on football and being very fit for the day. And it just looked like, and it was hot as well, so right. I just think that. Uh, when they got uh, six or seven points down, the heads dropped a little bit. But great to see them in the final. Um, and But uh, kudos to St. Mike's. I mean, those two teams played twice already this year. Drew. Um, and then there was just, it was like a 15-point gap at the end of the game or something like that. So Were you a little bit edgy now on the sidelines, kind of waiting was, for a yeah. wee bit of a call-up? or I was, yeah. I snuck over now for the halftime chat. Just oh, stood, did you? stood around in behind in the background to see if they wanted my opinion. But I did, didn't you, did you in. give the old, remember the lads who wore them jerseys before you at all? Or? <laughs> I didn't, no? but I was ready for, I was ready for that speech I did pull the coach aside there before it kicked off and give him a little tip but things went bad after that he wouldn't listen to me at all (laughs) All right so he didn't pay your tip no no no, he didn't very good anyway I shouldn't get a voice unless I'm involved and so maybe I'll get involved next year now and train those lads and bring them to bring them to the um, to the kingdom 
Okay. Yeah. All right. That sounds good. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I'd love to do that. Get a I'd shout in that. for that. Once, and a big game once. today now is in Limerick. Just back to the, yeah, the, yeah, the boys it is. over there. It's an, I think it's an awful shame, number one. I know there's been a lot in the lot of conversations about the fact that it's in, in a, a, you know, those lads work so hard and the reward is to play in Croke Park. So I, I, I found it very disappointing. But you know what? That's almost overshadowed the fact that there's going to be, um, that there's a huge game of football. Oh, so let's put, put yeah. it all aside now. We've said what we want to say about it. But um, just a marvellous, what a tilt last week. They go a man down and uh, incidentally he had his red card overturned, Lee Keegan. Yeah. So I think that's uh, an interesting one. I'm not sure the referees will, will like the fact that that was overturned. Letter of the law, it was a red card, but I think it was one of those things that you you just, you know, semi-final, it's kind of the playoffs and the hockey. Yeah. Turn a blind eye unless it's a real obvious one. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, he was yeah. swivelling a little bit and uh, wanted to take his free fast and might have thrown a little limb or two out in the wrong direction. <laughs> but um, anyway. No, least, it'll be good. First time since 1983, by the way. What's that? First time since 1983 that it won't be played in Croker. Is that right? That yeah. is right, oh, yeah. Perhaps, yeah. So there you go. Uh, yeah, even when they were doing the uh, all the construction up there, they were able to accommodate this. They were able to work around it. So, um, But anyway, um, great game. Two teams um, just talk about, I mean, just ran out of, ran out of uh, energy towards the end of the game. I think the... The, uh, the the man down really took its toll in the last yep. few minutes, but should be great. Should be it's good. too close to call. I couldn't call. Um, I couldn't call the game. There is a rumor that Mark O'Shea is injured for the game. He was out in the trot around before the game, but there's a rumor that he won't play. Mm. So he'd be a big loss to Kerry. Um, mm. But Lee Keegan is. Uh, he's back. He's in the side. And, yep. uh, what a what a great footballer he was. I mean, they missed him when he went off, but they also looked like they didn't really miss That's him. That's true. Just, uh, I don't know what the fire was that got them going. And then tomorrow we got Jay's oh, lads. Oh, we do. Dublin, Dublin and Donegal. That'll be a fierce tilt altogether. Yeah, so yeah. we'll have to and see. Jay we'll slept in today. We oh, don't. Did, is yeah. there any sign of him at all? What? <laughs> I think he's coming. He's on the way. He's on the way. Uh, no, very good. An unchanged side, by the way, for Dublin. Again, yeah. the one that they put out against Monaghan. So yeah, and uh, interesting. great, great bench over there, ready to ready to come in at any time. And then uh, Ireland kick off their campaign this week against Georgia. Yeah, I see Shea Given is coming out of retirement. Unreal. He played. He captained Aston Villa in the um, League Cup this week. Oh, he did. But they did, went down one nothing to a non Premier oh, League good. side. Speaking of the League Cup. Did you ever hear of MK Dons at all? No, I think they're in uh, Division out. Five or something. Yeah? Are they? That's shocking. Were they playing four this nothing? Week? I think I heard they won four nothing. Who was it that they played? Oh, probably Bournemouth Red, or Halifax or somebody. Red Devils, Red Angels. I, I don't know. Oh, anyway, yeah. there you are. Terrible. And uh, just uh, speaking of soccer too, Dundalk have got a firm grip now. Six point lead at the yeah. top of the uh, the Premiership in Ireland. They uh, beat Bowes 3-2 last night, convincing win there. And uh, Cork were held to a 2-2 draw with Athlone. So right. they slipped uh, six points behind them. And Sligo Rovers have a firm grip on fifth. They Good lost man. one nothing to the boys from Tala, <laughs> Shamrock Rovers, the other Rovers, as we like to call them. Very good. And your friend uh, Jamie McGee, or James McGee, in the US Open, yes. unfortunately, didn't, uh, he, did. he didn't he get a, through. He, but he, he, uh, he won a set off your man yeah, anyway. But he did. Um, yeah, so but that was a good good tilt. I mean, he wasn't yeah, yeah. he wasn't uh, he wasn't hammered as they say. Um, yeah, so that was uh, that was a great uh, a great feat for him to to get to that stage anyway. Right. So the music now today. I can't right, I have wait to, to hear what this is going to be about. Now, I have given to now. The, there's stories almost behind every song. I think. Oh Lord! And uh, there was a lot of work done this week, and it was the two across the table here. Now they had. They had the majority rule on, mammy on and the song. The Mammy and the Daddy picked a lot of these songs. And the first one is one of my mammy's favorite singers, Paddy Riley. And uh, this one is, uh, he sings all about Sligo. Ben Bulban of Sligo. We'll throw this one out to you. High up on Ben Bulban with its green grassy slopes where the sheep were so peacefully grazing Along with my thoughts and my youth secret hopes Beneath the clouds I'd be cheerfully lazing There on that mountain alone I would go While life held its treasures before me Nature around me was waking and new And the care was as rare as the moon when it's blue and Bulban of Sligo, majestic you stand To welcome me back from my travels When I see the mountain, I know I've come home 
Daybreak from my cottage I'd see The sun rising over the mountain Reflecting the glories of Sligo and me And each blessing I'd surely be counting Oh, where in the world would the grass be so green As the rain falls caressingly o'er it While geese go flying on Ben Bulban's heights Reading the dawning with their morning flights And Baldwin of Sligo, majestic you stand To welcome me home from my travels When I see the mountain I know I've come home Forever and ever more to roam Poet where Yeats gave us verse He was raised in the county of Sligo Memories more precious than coins in a purse I'll treasure forever where I go The sounds in the valley as the streams gently flow As they wind their way down to the sea And the wild mountain heather that blooms all year round Will one day have a hearty welcome for Majestically stand To welcome me home from me travels When I see the mountain I know I've come home Forever and never more to roam The Quinn family invite you to visit downtown Toronto's oasis of Irish hospitality at the Irish Embassy, 49 Young Street at Wellington, and PJ O'Brien's at 39 Colborne, just behind the King Edward Hotel. The Irish Embassy, a landmark of classic architecture, is your downtown destination for drinks, snacks, lunch, or dinner. Call 416-866-8282. And just around the corner, enjoy the local pub atmosphere of PJ O'Brien's, serving the best in pub fare and also your downtown venue for an intimate evening dinner. PJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday night. Call PJ's at 416-815-7562. For over 12 years now, the Belfast Lounge has been the go-to place in Mississauga for great food, great ambiance, and a traditional Irish welcome. Located at 5165 Dixie Road at Amco, just north of Eglinton, Colin McCullough and his staff will be pleased to welcome you to an Irish bar and restaurant that evokes memories of some of Ireland's great classic pubs. You can choose your spot at the bar, dine in the comfortable restaurant section, or just stretch your legs in the cozy lounge area. The cuisine of Executive Chef Colin is renowned, whether you are dropping in for a fast pub grub lunch or a more leisurely evening dinner with family and friends. We look forward to seeing you at the Belfast Lounge, an Irish oasis in Mississauga. Call us at 905-212-9048 for group bookings or to find out our upcoming entertainment schedule. We're located at 5165 Dixie Road at Amco, just north of Eglinton Avenue. All right, it's that time of the week when we're off to Ottawa to get the news from Ireland. Here's Desmond DeVoy. Good morning, Desmond. Good morning, guys. Thank you very much for that. And uh, good morning, folks, and especially good morning to Ken's mammy and daddy. Desmond DeVoy here with the news from Ireland for this week. The news is brought to you by our good friends at Aer Lingus. Here are the top stories that have been making headlines in Ireland. Our top story this morning. Well, we have breaking news for you this morning. Irish soldiers based in the Golan Heights on the Syrian-Israeli border are involved in an ongoing military operation as a firefight has broken out between Filipino peacekeepers and Islamist militants in the area. Forty Filipino troops have been surrounded by Syrian militants in the last 48 hours. Gunfire began at 1 a.m. Toronto time, according to RTE News. In a related story, Irish troops stationed in Syria are being hailed as heroes this week after helping to rescue fellow United Nations peacekeeping troops from the Philippines. The Irish troops with the 44th Infantry Group managed to save the peacekeepers from a likely massacre as they are being hunted down by militants near the, near the border, according to the Irish Daily Mirror. This week, the situation on the ground grew more tense than normal when militants captured 43 Fijian soldiers at a UN outpost and transported them to where the Filipinos were stationed. 
They demanded that the Filipino troops hand over their guns in exchange for the male and female Fijian soldiers. However, the Filipinos managed to escape, but were soon being hunted down. At this point, Irish troops stepped in and secured an escape route for the Filipinos. Irish troops were in serious danger, according to the paper's report, and Defence Minister Simon Coveney has called for a complete evaluation of Ireland's peacekeeping mission in the Golan Heights. We cannot allow a situation where Irish troops get dragged into a bitter conflict in Syria, he said. We can't have a mission where Irish troops are being dragged into the Syrian civil war. In other news this morning, the Herald is reporting that a member of Angarda Shikhan, a station somewhere in Leinster, has had texted sensitive information to a paramilitary in Northern Ireland in the past 12 months. Justice Minister Francis Fitzgerald called a report by journalist Ken Foy, quote, disturbing. Reportedly, the names of two dissident suspects who were questioned at the station where the officer worked were passed on by text. The officer has since resigned and is currently under criminal investigation. The text was picked up by British Intelligence Service, Service MI5, who passed it on to the Police Service of Northern Ireland, who in turn shared it with Gardaí. Interim Garda Commissioner Noreen O'Sullivan has been asked to supply the Justice Department with a full report on the matter. This week in Irish history, arguably one of the giants of Irish history, Eamon de Valera, one of the Easter Rising Revolutionaries, founder of Fianna Fáil, Taoiseach and President, died on August 29, 1975. Ironically, his death came a day after the anniversary of the funeral on August 28, 1922, of his main rival in the Irish Civil War, General Michael Collins, who was buried in Glasnevin Cemetery in Dublin. The New York Times reported that a half a million people lined the route from the pro-cathedral to the cemetery. On August 30th, 1951, Eurovision Song Contest winner Dana is born Rosemary Dana is born Rosemary Scallon. She won the song contest in 1970 for her song All Kinds of Everything. August 27, 1979 would be a particularly bitter and bloody one in Irish history. An IRA bomb on, on board a boat killed Lord Louis Mountbatten off the coast of County Sligo. The last Viceroy of India and cousin to the Queen was killed off Mullamore, along with his grandson, Nicholas, 14, and local boy, Paul Maxwell, 15. Dowager Lady Brabourne, 82, died days after the attack. Thomas McMahon was later convicted of the attack, but was released under the Good Friday Agreement. That was also the day of the Warren Point Massacre, which saw 18 British soldiers killed, the largest single-day loss of life of British military personnel in Northern Ireland. Six members of the Parachute Regiment, 2nd Battalion, were killed when 500 pounds of explosives detonated. A rapid response unit from the Queen's own Highlanders set up an incident centre close to the first explosion when another bomb hidden in milk churns killed 12 more troops. On August 26, 1913, the Great Dublin Lockout begins when William Murphy, owner of the Dublin United Tramway Company, fired employees who refused to leave Jim Larkin's Irish Transport and General Workers Union. Larkin called all his members out on strike, and Murphy responded with a lockout. It lasted until February of 1914. And on August 25, 1959, 19-year-old Alice O'Sullivan of Dublin is crowned the first-ever Rose of Tralee. And speaking of the Rose of Tralee, the Rose of Tralee for this year clearly has that special something more than the other girls vying for this year's crown. She also had something else that no other winning rose has had before, at least not publicly. This year's Rose of Tralee, Maria Walsh told the Irish Sun on Sunday that she is a lesbian. To me, being gay is normal, she said. She came out to her parents before, and they were supportive. Anthony O'Gara, the executive chairman of the annual festival accompanying the competition, said that the sexuality of the Philadelphia Rose was, quote, uh, was like to create some interest, hopefully all positive. Her sexual orientation had not come up at all during her quest for the crown. And there you go, folks. That was the news from Ireland this week. The news is brought to you by our friends at Aer Lingus, Ireland's airline, which is now operating year-round service from Toronto to Ireland with connections from more than eight Canadian cities. Now you can enjoy Aer Lingus's legendary Irish service all at a welcoming price. Fly from Toronto to Dublin this November from $699. Book by September 4th at www.airlingus.com. Fares are round-trip, air transportation charges, taxes and fees are included. Restrictions apply. There you go, folks. Now you're up to date. Now it's back to Toronto with Keolagus Crack. So until next week, folks, slán go foil. Oh, good man, Desmond. That's Wonderful. good. And speaking of the Rose of Tralee, you've uh, uh, had yeah. serious contact now with a lot of the roses. Serious right? contact with a lot of the roses from New Zealand to Johannesburg to uh, to, to Philadelphia to oh. San Francisco. Yeah, to Dubai. 
yeah. incredible. We're connected to them, just so you know, through well, Facebook. You are, anyway. Not a single one of them rejected the opportunity. Oh, that's to good. Why would they not? But um, I was in touch with Katie. Katie just got back from um, from the Rosa Tralee during the week, and I sent her a note yesterday and invited her in to co-host an entire show with us, which she agreed to do. Very good. Uh, so hopefully that'll be in a couple of weeks. We'll announce the exact date, I think around the 20th of September. Uh, but um, I had also asked her if she could reach out to the Philadelphia Rose, the winner, and um, she established a good relationship with her, I think, over the period of time they were there. And so she said that there's a good chance we might be able to get her to call in. Oh, wonderful. The Philadelphia be Rose, all the way from, she lives in Shrewl in County Mayo, uh-huh. which apparently is very close to Galway too. Oh, we had a bit of border. a feud about that before we came okay. in here. Where is it? Anyway, so that'd be great. That'd be great. But Katie, very at the very good. least, will join us in studio. And if we can have a chat with um, um, with the uh, new Rose Marie, that'd be great as well. Wonderful. Anyway, Why wouldn't we? No We'd guarantees. be delighted to have them on. Be great stuff altogether. And before it's too late, I think it's mm. important. I know we do the the uh, the Galway ad a little bit later. I just want to let everybody know that the um, the Kerry uh, Mayo game does start at noon down at the Galway Arms. So and you we have will to be, be there super speed. Yeah, because you have to finish listening to the show and then go. And to then the go. Yeah, don't want to the show on maybe in the Galway. Put it on the car and park yeah. outside and then run in when yeah. it finishes. Exactly. Yeah, and then you'll see us appear. We'll see quickly. us appear, yeah. We no autographs to today. Leave us alone now. Let's yeah. watch the game in peace. Don't be talking to us. Huh? Yeah, we'll watch the game in peace. Two changes to the Mayo team. I just want to let you know, Barry Morn and Andy Morn are in. Uh, Jason Gibbons and Alan Freeman is Ooh. not starting, uh, right. which is a bit of a surprise. Yeah. Lee Keegan is on wearing number 26. All right. It's the latest news well, over there now. Very good. I keep you dialed into what's going on. That's I have the all these fellas walking around the sidelines of the field over there and they're connected. sending me information. We're definitely connected. Well done. Good stuff. Well, we'll banter on here and then we'll play a wee bit of music here. Now, the next one is a good pal of my dad's over in Sligo. He used to go out and see them every Sunday playing down there at the Harp Tavern. These are the Jazz Lads. We've had them on the show maybe once or twice before. And uh, this song, I think he was really kind of saying about playing this one because when they go back home to Ireland, he, he says, please don't talk about me when I'm gone. Lovely stuff. That probably reminded you of uh, when you were 
at home, did it? Hey. Absolutely. Yeah? You like the jazz, lads. You like the bit of jazz. I like the jazz, yeah. These Come guys, uh, in a former life, they were uh, all in the show band business in Ireland. And uh, then they got together, I'd say, 35 years ago to form the Jazz Lads. Are they still alive? Well, now they have a combined age of, uh, well, there's five of them in it. Yeah. Uh, it would equal uh, the number of days in any calendar year, <laughs> including the leap year. <laughs> but they're still going strong. They're all Sligo Lads. All Sligo still lads. going strong and uh, play every Sunday. The fame never got to their head, right? They stayed living in Sligo and stuff. Not with Roddy Gillen leading that band, no. no. There's no way it could get to your head. <laughs> go to LA or anything. <laughs> yes. there, was a, there was a good story one time I, uh, a fellow was telling me we were chatting about them. I think it might have even been Roddy himself said, you know, we hang around so much and we go to this, there was a festival in Cork, I think he said, that to go down to. They go around and he said, we follow you around, we're like rabbits, you could snare us. <laughs> <laughs> they hang around, a whole lot of them, they get them all in one go. Groupies. Anyway, uh, we'll, uh, this next track now is, uh, is a good one. Uh, Imelda May is one of the Mammy's favourite singers, and she, she teamed up on the Chieftain's uh, latest album, Voice of Ages, to sing a song called Carolina Rue. And guess what? There's a Sligo connection, of course. Why wouldn't there be? Mm, a sure. man called Tom Moore wrote the song and uh, he's an American born writer but uh, lives out in Colina Moore if I'm not mistaken oh. and wrote this song and uh, this is the Chieftains and Imelda May singing it. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,
Donovan, Brendan Dolan, and his team welcome you to the Irish Shabeen Pub, Etobicoke's newest Irish pub at 5555 Eglinton Avenue West, just a few blocks west of Renforth Avenue. The Irish Shabeen has been inspired by tradition and a desire to bring you the best possible Irish pub experience. Enjoy our warm interior decor that includes a large bar area and a variety of cozy spots to call your own. Our menu has a wide variety of delicious pub fare, and we also offer a schedule of weekly live entertainment. The Irish Shabeen can seat over 150 patrons, and we also offer a cozy 25-seat centennial boardroom with a fireplace and a 60-inch flat screen for meeting and presentations. This unique space is ideal for your special event, team, or association meetings. Drop in anytime and say hello to Brendan and his friendly team, or give us a call at 416-695-9178. Once again, the Irish Shabeen is located at 5555 Eglinton Avenue West, just a few blocks west of Renforth Avenue. All right, in the Galway Arms, and we're heading down there after this show, located at 838 the Queensway in Etobicoke. They invite you to come and enjoy some of the finest pints in the city and also feature some of the best Irish meals in Toronto. So drop in to see the Keane family or call them at 416-251-0096 or www.galwayarms.ca. I'm sure the place will be packed today. It is Toronto's home of Gaelic Games. And as we mentioned earlier, at noon, it all takes. Um, it all starts at uh, between Kerry and Mayo, live from Limerick. That's at noon down at the Galway Arms, and then tomorrow morning, the uh, the All Ireland Minor Championship semi final between Dublin and Donegal. That starts at eight thirty in the morning, and then the big game, the other semi final, the All Ireland Senior Championship semi final between Donegal and Dublin, kicks off, or the throw in is at ten thirty. Kicks off now. That just that's terrible, isn't it? Sound right at all. Off, but the throw in. You're thinking soccer. The throw in. Not the throw up. The throw in. The throw in. Yeah. yeah. Donegal and Dublin. Anyway, we'll be down there. We'll be down there to, to watch that game. Hopefully, we'll get some space at the back there. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe they'll save us a couple of seats they at the might, front. They might, so. yeah. You never know. Why not? There's a Mayo man in our gang, yeah. if you will. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Good. They good allow stuff. pipe smoking in there, too. So that's oh, great. Yeah, really? Just, yeah. Just He'll brought be in that, that. law. In South Etobicoke. Yeah. <laughs> the first thing that James did there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> you can, you can smoke James pipes Maloney. only in this place. Yeah. Yeah. And Irish wanted. Right. Very good. And uh, on Facebook now, you're posting some stuff. You challenged me to the ice bucket I challenge. Did, yeah. I got challenged myself yeah. by a few people. My sister challenged me and Declan Kiernan challenged me so I had to do it Kenny and uh, Fair play, yeah. I had challenged a couple of friends of mine in Ireland one yeah. fella in Mitchellstown another fella in Limerick they both did it this week oh very and I good I challenged you yes and, uh, I like you sitting there all you can see is your shoulders a shirt and tie <laughs> <laughs> and the head on you well anyways uh, one the neighbours the neighbours ha- apparently had a great laugh and, and you can hear my mum laughing too right all through the video shoot of it she's just laughing at me it's not fair and then I challenged my sister and my sister-in-law and Terry Brush, now my sister and sister-in-law, did it, but Mr. Brush didn't. So You're he joking. owes a lot of money to the ALS, so yeah. hopefully he's paid that. I don't know if that, is that how it works, that if you don't do it, you pay, but you'd, you'd yeah. pay anyway, don't Actually, you? Actually, you have to yeah, pay. That's yeah. Just, yeah, you have to pay was, anyway. A lot of people talking about that at work who didn't really understand. So if you do it, you avoid yeah. paying money to the charity. No, so it wouldn't make sense, would it? What? Give them money. Exactly, you have to give them money. That's right. So Very you can check that all out on our uh, on our Facebook, yeah. Very interesting thing about the uh, ALS in Canada is that with the all of the funds they're getting, they yeah. don't know what to do with it. Oh, huh. my goodness! I'm sure they'll figure it out. Oh, but I'm it's sure a marvelous problem to have. It is indeed. Yeah. Well, yeah. this thing has gone viral. It's amazing the power of the internet today. So, that's it. So this uh, we'll move on here with a wee bit of music. Another one. I, it seems like all my mammy's favourites almost so far right now. But uh, this is a man, of course, who resides in this fair city. Mr. Colin Wilkinson. You're a big fan of his, aren't you, Mum? I am. All right. Scream that out there. Don't don't be shy. All right. Come on now. We're, we're treating you nice. Anyway, she's always hoping, of course, that uh, Aer Lingus will be bringing me home on their flights. Right. Here's Colin Wilkinson and bring him home.
Well, that usually signals that uh, Claire or Barry are on the line here uh, for the final update, I suppose it will be, on what's going on with the, in the GAA. Indeed. With all of the big finals last weekend, and I mentioned earlier I was a little bit sad about it, but we didn't get into all of the results, so Barry is been, has been kind enough to join us here. Um, Barry, you have to have a chat with Barry about, about the big game today as well. Barry, going to watch it. how are you doing, pal? Thanks for calling in from the cottage. How are you doing, gentlemen? How are you getting on? Very Great. good. Where, where are you? Where's the cottage? The cottage. I'm up in beautiful Port Carling on Lake. Oh, Oso, lovely. I believe the name of the lake. Lovely, lovely. So we're just, we're just uh, players over gassing up the boat and oh. we're ready to go. Oh, the hey. The ah, hey, yeah. come on now. <laughs> You're living the life. Gassing huh? up the boat. This is the week now, yeah. Oh, well, it's a friend of a friend's cottage, so that's always it's always no. handy to have a friend that has a cottage. It is. Far from both you were raised. <laughs> Very far. <laughs> and having your women gas them up too, Gassing I tell you. Huh? Oh, honest to <laughs> God. There's some boy Sending her off to gas up the boat, yeah. Oh, jeez, yeah. So well, I'll Barry. I'll take a picture and send it on to you. Good man. What's the story? Uh, give, me, uh, give me the hard news here, pal. Well, it was a fantastic weekend last weekend, uh, some of the games were pretty close at the start, but uh, I'm not sure how much we've talked about the games so far. But uh, we'll start off by explaining what happened in the, the ladies' junior competition. It was Durham ladies' B team versus the Brampton team. This turned out to be one of the games of the day. It was back and forth for a lot of it, but uh, the Durham B team came out on top in the end. I don't have the exact score of it, but I know that the, the Durham B ladies came out on top. The second game of the day was the men's uh, intermediate final. This was played between St. Vincent and the Gales. Uh, in this game, I think the Gales try and keep their a lot of their better top players are trying to keep their powder dry for the senior game. So their team mightn't have been as strong as it possibly could have been, but they still put up a great showing. The final score in that game was, however, that Vincent came out on top uh, with the final score of three ten to one seven. Mm. The, se- the second to last game of the day was the ladies senior game. This was played between Durham and St Mike's. 
the Durham ladies team, uh, like they have been playing all year, were just superb on the day. And I don't think uh, there's a team that could come near them all year. They were just on top of their game for the whole year. And they won out comfortable winners in the end. I believe it was 4.18 to two points in the end. Mm. The final game of the day was the men's senior game. Uh, played between, obviously, St. Mike's and Gales. Uh, the, first, the final score doesn't reflect, I think, how close the game was. I was out there watching myself. The first half, there was only a couple of points in it at halftime. But I think after, uh, I think the Mike's, uh, a bit of experience, and they, they just, a bit of cuteness and a bit of cleverness, and they were able to stick away a few goals, which kind of padded the score a little bit. And the final score was Mike's winning that on four, I believe it was four, ten, two, eight points. Uh, on the whole, I think the whole year was a great success for the whole year. The, the crowd out there on Sunday was fantastic. Mm. I want to thank everyone that came out and supported each team and supported the GA all year. Like it was, uh, mm. I'm not sure how it was a couple of years ago, but I know that the last couple of years, the crowds have just been getting bigger and bigger and more and more support. So it's, yeah. it's great to see a lot of people out there. And the park looked great. They had the flags was, from every county up on the hill there. And bagpipes yeah. uh, brought in the players from the side of the field. They did it up in style there. And yeah, line, the, the board now this year, uh, I thought the board and the CCC, they did. all the usual, uh, because they did an amazing job putting together the, the day. Like so. Yeah, good man. And uh, yeah, and I'd also like to thank uh, just uh, the, the, all the referees and everyone that was... Uh, I know we had a referee over from Ireland, Eamon, he was a guy from Tyrone, he did a fantastic job. Right. But he, all the referees that we had all year uh, from uh, Toronto here ourselves, they, I thought they did an amazing job all year and we wouldn't be able to play without them, so I wanted to say a quick thank you to them as well. Good, fantastic. But uh, yeah, so that's that's the season for for the time being. And I know that there's going to be a little indoor tournament, I think, in November, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm not sure the full details of that yet, but that will be happening for sure. Right, very good. So, good man. Well, thanks to Claire and yourself for doing this. It's a great no update problem. for the I community and hopefully it translated into more people coming out to the park. That seemed like it was the case anyway last week. There was a great crowd out there. Oh, but, I really um, hope. I hope we can build like we've been building on it for the last couple of years. So yeah, hopefully yeah. next year will be even better again. Now, if you're up in Port Carling, you'll have a very, just so you know, I, I go up there quite a bit. You'll have a very tough time finding a place that's shown the, the Kerry Mayo game. I'll oh, just give you a heads up on that. I have, I will, we're heading out on the lake there now once I hang up this phone. And I have the <laughs> headphones with me and I have RT Radio and ready to rock and roll at 12 o'clock. So. Oh, no very good. I, <laughs> the gag-o, oh, do you not have, do you have the gag-o going? You could be watching I, that on I, your I, tablet out I, in the I, middle of the lake. <laughs> and you might you might want to be throwing the tablet in when, when the I final whistle is blown, huh? <laughs> I, if I was on the lake last week, I don't know if I would have lasted till the last minute. I said the phone would have gone in about 50 minutes ago. I would have thrown my hat at it, but... I, I'm I'm confident enough that they can. I'm sure it'll be a great game again, but I just have a feeling the Kerry will be able to pull it out. I just think yes. Mm. I think they have enough guys there that can on the big on the big day and the big occasion come come out and like that sub the uh, substitute bench that Kerry have is just it's phenomenal. Like so. Mm-hmm. We, we have a, we have a Mayo time. man in the studio here. My dad is here, <laughs> and he's he's not agreeing uh, entirely <laughs> now with that. Huh? Well, <laughs> I suppose when you've got more coming off the bench for Mayo, that's a, he's always a handy guy to have. But it's, I, I'm looking forward to listening to on the radio. Now, to be honest, I can. It should be like if it can be even half as good as last week's game, it'll be another great game. A classic for sure. I got bad news for you. They're not coming off the bench today. They're both starting there, and um, Mark oh, O'Shea. Mark O'Shea is apparently injured, and um, yes, you... <laughs> Alan Freeman is not starting for. Uh, oh for really? Mayo. Yeah. But uh, no, the rumour before the game was that Mark O'Shea was very questionable as to whether he'd start. So I don't know if that's changed him. He tripped in I'm the warm-up, tweet, I think. I'm tweeting away here trying to figure it out. Oh, geez, Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I called <laughs> in though, because I, I, I'm completely out of the loop here. We're so far into the lake. I, I haven't a clue what's going on. But Very good. Very yeah, good. Okay. Enjoy the sunshine up there. Enjoy yep. the heat. And uh, I hope Claire's <laughs> got that boat full of gas now. It's ready to, ready to rock and roll. I think they're all looking at me and waving me to come on. <laughs> all right. Send us a picture right. of the boat. <laughs> I it's not one of them it. aluminum boats, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, for sure not. All right. But have a good one, guys. All right, be safe Hello. out there. Yeah, take Thanks care. See ya. Cheers. Cheers. Welcome home. We know that getting started in a new country can be overwhelming. Let us help open the door to your new start. If you've been in Canada for three years or less, the Scotiabank Start Right program is for you. This simple package can help you get started, whether you need to establish your credit, a banking solution for your daily life, or financial advice to plan for your dreams. Start right here. Visit us today in branch, online, or call. You are richer than you think. Scotiabank. 
Very good. All right, we'll move on with a wee track here. James Vincent McMorrow and Sparrow and the Wolf. Introducing a lager with substance from Guinness. New Guinness Black Lager. Cold brewed and fire roasted for a taste that truly stands out. Guinness Black Lager. It's a lager less ordinary. Please enjoy responsibly. It's Saturday, August the 30th, and here's the Guinness Community Calendar of Events. Smitty's, this is the last chance, folks. You're going to get to see all his pictures down there at the Agora Cafe. You want to get yourself down to 3015 Dundas Street West. It's just east of High Park. And go in and see some of Smitty's photographs on uh, on show there. The second annual Eamon O'Loughlin Memorial Golf Gathering is happening next weekend, Saturday, September the 6th. It's a 7.45 a.m. shotgun start. I'm pretty sure this thing is sold out, but you might want to get in touch with Paddy Dunn anyway. It's all happening at the Royal Woodbine Golf Course. Sure to be uh, a great day, and it's $150 per golfer, just so you know. And White Oak Ford is kindly providing a hole-in-one prize, a two-year lease on a brand-new F Ford 150 truck. You'll be out there participating for the Kyol August Crack Trophy, and Mr. O'Brien will be live from the course next weekend. So get out and see him swing the clubs as well. 
September the 3rd, the mayoral candidate, Olivia Chow. This is going to be a unique opportunity to have a conversation with Olivia. She's Toronto's leading mayoral candidate. And she's going to be uh, going out to talk to the Ireland-Canada Chamber of Commerce. It all kicks off at 6.45pm. There'll be a bit of networking then, 730 address by Olivia, followed by a Q&A, and that's all happening at P.G. O'Brien's in the Paquin Lounge, 39 Colburn Street. It's $20 at the door, it includes a drink and some finger foods, and you can get in touch with Cathy Murphy to get your seat. On Saturday, September the 9th, it's the annual New Arrivals Networking Night, and that is a key chamber event supporting the Eamon O'Loughlin Irish Canadian Immigration Centre. Again, that's all starting at 6.30pm and that's going to happen at Quinn's Steakhouse and Irish Bar at 96 Richmond Street. And you can respond to Darcy at irishcdn.org and get yourself in there. And make sure you tell her what sector you're looking for because there'll be name tags provided and we'll connect you with all the right people. Saturday, or sorry, on September the 25th at 7.30 a.m. there's registration and coffee and 7.45 there's a gourmet breakfast. It's John Tory, another mayoral candidate talking to the chamber. He'll be starting his chat at 8.15 and that's all going to happen at the Hot House Restaurant, 35 Church Street. And again, you can get yourself in touch with Cathy Murphy. It's $20 at the door and that includes your breakfast. The second annual Shamrock and Garden and Landscaping Golf Tournament in aid of mental health is happening at Brayben Golf and Country Club in Mississauga. It all takes place on October the 4th. It's an 11 a.m. registration and 12.30 shotgun start. You can get in touch with Cottle Boyd, another Mayo man. You want to get in touch with him at 416-200-8214. And the Cayleys are starting up again. The Open Door Cayleys are holding a pub night at the Galway Arms on Saturday, October the 18th. Entertainment will be by Brian Williams and his band. It's only $10. There'll be great prizes. For information, you can get in touch with a few of the ladies, Geraldine, Mary or Maura, and I have all their phone numbers on our website. And you can get all that at SaturdayIrishRadio.com. There we go. We're already starting to fill up the fall. Hard to believe that we're into the, the unofficial close of summer, I suppose, with this weekend. The X closes down. Yep. Hopefully people got out to see that Irish show down there. Tomage Shanachie. Did you hear anything about it? I did not hear anything about it yet. I no. did not. Smitty gave us a great review of that earlier, so... And of course, school days. Are you kids school days. To be back? Oh, they Mine can't, can't wait. wait. They're jumping up and down. They're so the excited. No, not. Not. Not true at all. Uh, hey, hot off the press here yes. from one of my moles down on the sideline in yes. uh, Limerick. Right. Mark O'Shea is officially out. Um, oh. The uh, very experienced, uh, I believe it's the cornerback is where he played last time. I'm not sure. But young, uh, Killian Young is in to play. Not young Killian Young, but he's been on the panel since 2006 um, from Renard there in South Kerry. Uh, not a bad replacement, but Mark O'Shea will not start the game anyway. Just wanted to let everybody know. Um, but there's fierce success. It's supposed to be a nice day down there. Wind is expected to be a bit of a factor in the game. Okay. So. That's you feel the build up. Do you the feel build the build up? Oh, up? Yeah. Nervous. Tense, I'm a bit nervous. Even tense now. in the studio here. Yeah, huh? I'm a bit nervous. The Mayo fellow wants us to quit the show early so he can get down and get his seat at the <laughs> Galway. He, he knows I'm of. He says, "Why don't you put on like three or Mayo. four songs, like, uh, and then we can get out of here?" <laughs> it's a great strategy. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Just bold. We leave Jay here. Yeah, huh? he has to work a little bit later anyway. Yeah, that's right. Showed yeah. up late. late Tucked in late, you know. Put the, Meanwhile, put he's able to tell us all about these soccer matches that were going on. I think he was just sitting oh, yeah. back with the coffee. He came in with a coffee. Himself. Oh, I have yeah. a thing to do. I wouldn't <laughs> have made him late by any chance. Oh, look, crack show. <laughs> Good. All right. Well, uh, since Mayo was on, uh, Christy Moore is a, a, a bit of a favorite of both my parents. And uh, you know what better than the old knock song? Because... Uh, Mayo and the thing and there was one time my mum and her sister who's uh, they're, they're quite the chatterboxes now you wouldn't know by my mum today mm, definitely but not. they were out in uh, I think it was the Ocean View Hotel or one of them fine whole establishments in Sligo and there was this fella up and this is like maybe Christy wasn't so famous at that yeah. stage now so a good while ago you know and uh, they were up uh, chatting away and Christy was there belting out a few of his tracks and he had to stop <laughs> he says, would you two mind listening in? I, wrote, I spent a lot of time writing these songs. <laughs> and my mum's sister turned to us, who's your man? <laughs> well, this is your man anyway. It's Christy Moore and the Knock song. Yeah, I was playing down Echo Island one night. Stevens' night it was. It was, it was on before the disco. But the disco didn't start till six in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> 
with a good old crack anyway, and I pulled out of Ackle about 8 o'clock, heading back up to Dublin, but the weather bad, like the roads were brutal, and I pulled over for a bit of a kip in the van, and woke up next morning into a field, bathroom vibe, had to look around, which is, there was a big runway. I didn't know what was going down at all, like... I knew there was an aerodrome in Baldonnell, I knew there was one in Collinstown and one in Rhinan and one down in Weston, but I didn't know there was one in the... Knock. So I made some inquiries anyway in <clears throat> Charlestown, into Murray's pub there in Charlestown. I said, Jerry, what in the name of God is that runway doing out there, Jerry? And he told me the whole story. A hundred years ago, there was two children going home from school and they took a shortcut across the fields and just the Blessed Virgin appeared to them. And I said to Jerry, it's a good job she didn't appear in the next field because it's full of rocks. Oh, she knew what she was doing all right, I tell you. At the early edge of 38, my mother said, go and see. I spent two days writing this song, number Jez, have you ever listened to it? Tag and dire straight you have here, you know. Okay. At the early edge of 38, me mother said, go west. Get up, says she, and get a job, says I, I'll do my best. I pulled on me Wellingtons to march to Kilchamock. But I took a wrong turn in Charlestown, and I ended up in knock. Quiet crossroads was a place of gentle prayer Where Catholics got indulgent But once or twice a year You could buy a pair of rosary beads Or get your candles blessed If you had a guilty conscience You could get it off your chest And then came the priest from Partry Father Horden was his name Ever since he's been appointed Knock has never been the same Ah, big God, says Jem Tis eighty years since Mary was a doubt Time for another miracle And he blew the candle out Oh, oh yeah, from Fatima to Bethlehem And from Lourdes to Kilchamock Well, I never seen a miracle like the airport Up a knock And to establish terra firma He drew up a ten-year plan And he started running bingo Around 1961 He built a fabulous basilica Upon the holy ground and once he had a focal point, well, he started to expand. And the chip shops and bed and breakfasts sprung up overnight. Oh, once a place for quiet retreats, now it's a holy site. Fantastic. All right. Well, before we sign off here, I have a massive piece of news here from, uh, from Limerick. And Darren O'Sullivan is not togged out for Kerry. Colm Cooper is now on the bench. Oh, he's wearing number 28. He's togged out. He's ready to come in, and um, that is bad news for Mayo, I'd say. Wow. But great news, a uh, bit of uh, energy. That'll put some energy into that Kerry dressing room, I'm sure. Certainly will. The there you go now. Back. Wow. Well, that's it now for another show. The hour's gone by. I want to thank uh, Amanda for coming in. Falcherot. I go slán a gwyf galair. What do you think, Marilyn? How was it? You weren't too good. nervous, were Very you? Very good. No, I wasn't. <laughs> You're normally sitting there with your wee cup of tea, listening right. to this in Sligo. Every Saturday. And uh, now here you are, our live on the yeah. air. Say goodbye Very good. now. I enjoyed it. Uh, goodbye, everybody. Talk to you soon. There you go. Oh, be good. She does speak. Huh? Natural. And come on, Mayo. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. There we go. It'll be handy now for George Bush to knock Gaddafi out. Well, I never seen a miracle like the airport up a knock. Oh, now, poor old father Jim has gone to the airport in the sky. And down in Barnacoiga, he keeps a friendly eye on Ryanair and Aer Lingus's day flight to and fro. I will never see his likes again in the plains of Sweet Mayo. Oh, didn't it donate to me by his didn't it donate? Programming for our Irish community can be heard every Saturday from 11 a.m. to noon. This is AM 1430 CHKT, Fairchild Radio.
Toronto. The following are programs for the International Canadian